Hi everyone, this week the show promotion is for the Okra Project. The Okra Project is a collective that seeks to address the global crisis faced by black trans people by bringing home-cooked, healthy, and culturally specific meals and resources to black trans people wherever they can be reached. Definitely go check them out. It is an organization that I personally have donated to more than a couple of times, and the link will be in the description for this episode. Thanks. Previously on SCP Play. Skylar, you feel this spot where you were scratched or bitten by an animal early in the day begin to burn, and then that burning stretches out from that spot to the rest of your body as you feel an anger and an insatiable hunger take over you. You push Ned away from you, and you take flight into the forest to sate your hunger. Skylar, as you fly off into the night, the hatred, anger, fury that had been burning up inside of you that had originated from where you had been bit or scratched the day before, all that begins to fade as you glide and bob and weave between the trees, as you gracefully, perhaps, are soaring through the air. All those emotions are replaced with a sense of excitement, freedom, and inspiration. You continue to fly forward, though toward what you're not sure. You are feeling a compulsion. You are ignoring the reason for it, All you can feel now is that you're being called, drawn inward into the forest, and you're just following a feeling, a hunger. It has been a very long time since you have felt so lost in your curse. Been a long time since you've been so unaware of your actions. You remain lucid enough to daydream, or in this case, night dream. You dream of something that you can remember, though, is always on the edge of your memory. There's been a fog over your memory for a long time, and you're only able to pick up bits and pieces of the moments of lucidity that you had while you were being contained by the Foundation. What started your return to sanity, to continuous lucidity? What led you to be able to start remembering again? We've talked a bit about Skylar's past previously, um, most of which has been fuzzy and unclear to you, as I said. You remember Dr. Bright, and you remember that They were the one who found some sort of way to bring you back from the feral state that you were in, back to lucidity. But for a long time, you've been sort of unsure of what exactly he did. But in this moment, as you are feeling free and also more in touch with your Mononongo side than you have ever felt before, you begin to clear a bit of the fog in your mind and you start to remember. Skylar, you are sitting in your cell. Uh, It is daytime, so your legs are currently attached, and you don't currently have wings. You are human, for the most part, and you're sitting on your bed in your cell. Uh, You don't remember more than the past few moments, usually in this state, Um, and you still have trouble remembering much beyond the current moment, uh, you don't remember much of your past in this time. You know that you are Skylar, you know that you're sitting on your bed in a cold cell that you hate, 
and you know that the snoozing chicken that is sitting on your lap is Twok Twok. Is there anything else about this time that you would like to make clear at all? Or is this all tracking with you? Um, I think during this time, I also have almost not really images in my mind, but like the feelings of walking through fields, grazing my hands through grass. But I can't picture where I'm at, but I can like feel that. If that makes sense. Yeah. So it's always been more of a feeling rather than like a, a, an image that you can put to your mind. Right. Okay. So as you are sitting on your bed, uh, rather thoughtlessly, um, just sort of waiting for the next moment to come where you will turn into a Mononogle again, the person who you know to be Dr. Bright, who you only are able to recognize by the fact that you can tell that you have met them many times and have killed them many times. You recognize something about their soul or personality, or maybe it's just the necklace they're always wearing. They enter the room with someone. Uh, you don't really heed them too much mind and continue just thinking and trying to remember the fields. They're talking about something and the other person who was brought into the room seems a bit upset and then they finally walk over to you and Dr. Bright takes a knee and comes down to your level and introduces you to the person that they brought into the room. Uh, hey Skylar, so uh, I brought someone here. Uh, we've had a lot of trouble doing anything with you, and you keep killing me, which, I mean, isn't a big deal for me, but something's got to give here. So, this is Wang Odd. Um, she's going to hang out with you for a little bit. Um, don't do anything to her, or we're going to have some issues. All right. I'll leave you to it. So, the person who sits before you, pulls up a chair and starts setting out various items on the bed next to you. You see she has uh, a very large bowl that looks to have some sort of charcoal and water mixture, and she's also setting out some what looks like bamboo that has some sort of thorns or needles, plant needles attached to them. Um, and a small hammer, and the person who is sitting before you looks to be fairly old. She is an elderly Filipino woman, probably the oldest you have ever met. Um, you would guess literally around 100 years old. As you look her up and down, you can see that she is covered on a majority of her body with traditional Filipino uh, Kalinga tattoo art. Oh, I see where you're going here. Nice. Mm -hmm. Continue. She is a Kalinga tattooist, as you can tell from all of the equipment that she has. And something deep within you allows you to recognize all of this in her and also just sense the strength and respect that this woman carries. She sits for a moment and simply observes you. She asks you in her native Kalinga dialect, which I will not attempt to imitate to avoid any ignorance or potential insult. She asks, what do you seek? What do I, what do I seek? Yes. Like, in in life? She nods. I... I just want to know what's happening. I... I don't know. Dr. Bright always comes in here. He kind of pulls it off as a joke, but I feel like killing someone over and over is 
not something someone should be doing all the time. And he plays it off, but I don't know. I don't, I just need to understand this because if I don't, I think I'll be stuck here forever. And I know I don't belong here. I'm supposed to be out there. She simply nods and begins to pick up her tools and grabs your arm without even waiting to see if you're ready or not. And she begins to go to work. It is a fairly painful process. She tells you throughout the time that she's tattooing you of many brave warriors who killed hundreds of men in battle and could not brave her needle. And she continues to work over the next few days. She comes back and is able to complete a tattoo on your arm, upper bicep and uh, shoulder area. Do you prefer left or right? Left. So the design that she makes, uh, she gets no input from you. This is always up to Wang Odd, which she decides to make. There are a few different tiers to the tattoo. The first tier has a field of wheat and a sun. Above that tier is a band of darkness. Above that is a fog that then clears into the bright sun again. After she completed her tattoo, she stopped returning to continue tattooing you, but after that time, you you started to remember things more often, and during the night when you would turn into a Mananangul, you would become less and less aggressive, and you finally started to make some progress. Eventually, you were able to be transferred to Site 44 and have a chance at a new life. Whatever form that you decide that takes is up to you. And currently, that form is gliding through the trees, heading to somewhere you do not know. Okay. So, Ben. What's up? Miles is uh, KO'd on the couch with some pizza boxes. Yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, I believe that you, like, moved the pizza boxes and put a help a hello up you put a pillow under his head yeah i gave him real things to sleep on what a kind host <laughs> uh at this point what would you do just go straight off to bed or try to contact anyone um i, I don't think i would contact anyone i uh i i think maybe i would like clean up so you're not going to check up on like Ned and Lucas and see if and Skylar and see if they got back. You're just not going to call or anything. That's just am not, I, am I do I have a phone to do that? How, how do we call them? Yeah. Do yeah. They have um, do we have cell service? Do we have a landline? It is a well-established thing that Ben doesn't like technology. So actually, you might not even have a phone. Well, I don't. I don't think that. I think, like, do I have their number? Ooh, that's a good point. Would you yeah. have exchanged numbers? Did we numbers, ever exchange numbers? Yeah, like, did I... we ever, like, do we have something to contact did them with? Did you get with? Lucas's number? I, I think Roll that... for Lucas's number. Oh, okay. Um, what do I grab? <laughs> a D6? Roll your dice, uh, what is it, 11 times to figure out what <laughs> yeah. the full See, number I, is? If I roll the right number, one through yeah. six each time. <laughs> um, okay, that's a six. <laughs> I think... If you're asking me, and I know I I heard you ask me, um, <laughs> we need a scene of Ben and Lucas oh exchanging digits. That cannot <laughs> happen off camera. <laughs> okay, uh, that's fair. That's fair. But would I have like Ned's number, or since we were um, we we're literally put on a team together, I feel like there should be 
some sort of I feel like that would be a part of like orientation getting each other's numbers I mean yeah. I would be able to justify it I'm gonna say that you all didn't get it because I like, think that everything has been so like constant 100 full bore that I don't know that you even had the time to do it yeah okay well uh let's see then would would it be reasonable for me to have a phone book and for ned's house to have a landline <laughs> uh yeah there's probably not a whole lot of numbers in the in the phone book right. of piedmont right but i think you could find it um and yeah i guess everything is kind of like older so i would say that probably your house and ned's house have a phone line yeah okay um i'll do that then yeah i'll i'll look up uh roswell in the piedmont <clears throat> piedmont phone book and uh see if i can find it um so are you cleaning up a bit first or are you just gonna go straight to the phone um i'll, I'll go straight to the phone see if since <clears throat> the the things attacked us at the door i that would be number one on my prior priority but since i didn't know i could do that that's why i said i was cleaning up before but i figure i'll clean up after i check in on the other half of the team okay makes sense to me so uh you thumb through the yellow pages of piedmont um <laughs> or the the clear pages their, their whole thing is like clear water lake so it's the clear pages for for our young listeners this was a thing that you used to get once a year on your doorstep oh my god that had everyone <laughs> in your city's phone number in it it was a big honking book that I don't think they do anymore. Do they still do phone books? Do they do phone books? <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I think we're like in our 20s. I don't think we can really start making like young whippersnapper references <laughs> like that yet. I mean, I'm turning 25 this year, so. I'll, I'll say, oh, I'll say Miles does not know what a phone book is. Having never lived outside of the house. Yeah, so I look at I I I look at Miles and I'm like, would he would he even know what this is that I'm holding in my hands right now? But, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's like sitting right next to your farmer's almanac too. <laughs> yeah. Um, is it a rotary phone? <laughs> no, I don't think it would be a rotary phone. No, no, it's not that um, old. I feel like I. One of my maybe relatives had a rotary phone. I don't think I had a rotary phone. I've definitely, I think my grandma had one where it was like up on the wall and you had to like punch the numbers in. Yeah. With the cord and everything. I, I had a phone yeah. that looked like a rotary phone, but it wasn't. And it just had Goofy on top of it. <laughs> and he would say maybe stuff when he answered the I'm phone. <laughs> yeah, we, we actually had a cord phone in our basement back when we had it still had a landline but yeah same but then those uh those stopped being a thing those I mean, dang cell, cell phones. phones those those cell kids phones be on their phones <laughs> they really do be <laughs> i mean i'm kids i do be on my phone <laughs> <laughs> so as ben is punching in the numbers to call ned Beep boop. let's see what ned lucas and Mr. Clark are up to on the other end. After Mr. Clark um, fired off some rounds and uh, Skyler took off into the air, Mr. Clark quickly huddled the two of you inside um, and brought you to the couch and just immediately started rubbing his... Mm -hmm. um, Immediately started rubbing the bridge of his nose. God, why did I cut off there? That was a bad time <laughs> to stop. What a way to set the scene. I, would, yeah, I, I no, just cut that no, one. Stop, stop. <laughs> he started rubbing the bridge of his nose. Okay, there you go. That's the scene. Uh, uh, Ned. <laughs> hey, Mr. Clark. I, I don't care what you all decided to do without me. I'm here to support you all. You can leverage me for stuff. It, if you decide you don't need me on a mission, it's fine. I'm supposed to be here to help you. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm going to be honest. Some uh, help is what we, we might have needed. 
But God, that was loud. Sakes, don't take Abel off on your own next time. That was... I was I was a, a little less intentional. It's fine. What's the situation? The, uh... Yeah. The, first of all, Ben and Ben and Miles, they're, they're both safe. They went to, oh, uh, to Ben's house... Uh, sh- he lives out in the out in the woods a ways. I I know how to get there if we if we need. I know as well. Okay. Uh, they're they're fine. The uh the the neighbor of ours back at the uh back at the 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 team house whatever that uh, uh combine Jim Combine. He's a uh, one. Yeah, yeah. He's a uh, he's a big uh, a Bigfoot hunter. I, I real famous in the in the, in the biz. And he right. he was out there looking too. There was okay. uh three two three and Ned reaches in or throws off his backpack and reaches pulls out a Manila envelope that Mister Clark had given him uh, this morning. That's in pot. What? Yeah, it's in. Um. Okay. Um. We'll figure that out, I suppose. Yeah, the three two three. It's gotta be. I, I maybe they made a, a copy or a second one or something. Whoever, wherever these these come from. But I we know it's it's not the real okay. Wendigo. These skulls they they change people though, and there's a second one. And my mom, she's in the in the woods, and the gods, the coyote, pan. Oh, coyote. Pan. Yeah, it's it's been a day, Mister Mister Clark. It's been a day. Um, okay, more than I was prepared for. Um, I need to brush up on some deities, I guess. Yeah. Uh, he pulls out a little pocket notebook. He has starts flipping through it. And, uh, y'all, Deboth. Y'all the boss. Oh. You need to read that one in in particular. Uh, that's okay. If we're dealing with sarkites, um, that is not ideal. Okay. Um. Oh no, Skyler. And uh, the phone starts ringing. Oh. Who could be calling at this hour? Goes over to uh, his landline, picks it up off the wall hook. Yeah, uh, hello. This is uh, Roswell House. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> so, uh, Ned, it's it's me. It's Ben. Oh, Ben. Hey, you made it safe. Yeah. Uh, we barely made it safe. Did Did you guys? Are you Are you all okay? We had some weird. Uh, shit following us to my to my house. Oh no, was like uh, wolves and stuff like that, or is something else creepy? Kenneth, what was we it? Had, I had, don't remember. <laughs> we had wolves. So, same sort of thing. There was uh, a couple wolves, coyote, maybe some raccoons, uh, and there was something larger looming off in the distance, maybe bear-sized. Got it. Uh, yeah, a c- couple different things. Couldn't really see all of it, but. Coyotes, wolves, raccoons. You get the gist. Yeah, yeah, we had a a similar issue. Uh Mr Mr. Clark had a had a gun here though. You guys are okay? Yeah, we're we're inside. We're good. Alright. And uh Miles okay too? <sighs> yeah, he's he's passed out. So everyone everyone you did you get Skylar back safe? Yeah. We got uh, most everyone. We were right next to the house, and uh, Skyla had her transformation outside, and she just flew off into the night, left the legs dangling behind. It's kind of creepy. Oh, um. But she's well, gone. We don't know where she went. Uh, that's not great. But I think. She might be able to handle herself. I, I, what, what do we do in that situation? Uh, I mean, I ain't no foundation member. 
I don't know anything about uh, hunting SCPs like that. If that's what it would be, we just did she come back in the morning? I don't know. I guess that's really all you can do right now. We just wait for her to come back. Yeah. All right. Well, I just wanted to check in. Hey, sounds good. Yeah, you guys stay safe out there. Uh, you can make your way. Uh, I know where you live. Could could you make your way back to where we are in the morning? Yeah, I think so. All right. Oh, um, this this landline's probably not the best way to uh to contact me. You have a cell phone, right? Yeah, we'll we'll get it next time we're in person. Well, you 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 think the government's tapping the landline or something? I mean, they are, well, but <laughs> what we don't know the foundation, whoever. It's just more secure. Not over, you know, public. <laughs> I thought landlines. I was the paranoid one. We'll see you in the morning. See ya. Click. Click. The physical click. Wait, hey, was that Ben? Oh, oh okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, that was Ben. They're, they're all fine out there. Oh, uh, cool. You uh, turn back to see um, Mr. Clark has already pulled out his laptop and is furiously typing, reading, and researching things. Hello, everyone. It is your uh, player, Hannah, here this week. You don't get your normal, smooth, sultry voice of Keeper Kenneth this week uh, because he was a little bit busy to uh, be able to record uh, this mid-roll this week. So you get me instead. So, uh, yeah, we have a few things to talk about. So let's let's jump into it. If you're a fan of this podcast, you probably already know that Kenneth and I were recently featured in the latest two SCP Archives episodes and the next two, I think, coming out uh, this week and the week after. Um, we both play uh, soldiers slash team members in the uh, 1730 arc. So go check that out. The link will be in the description of the episode. For new reviews this week on Apple Podcasts, thank you to maddie's dd for giving us five stars and saying good it's very great <laughs> thanks uh maddie for that review and then uh thank you also to mutskun on apple podcast saying super cool super cool podcast love the story the banter and all the characters um we really really appreciate your reviews and new this week new this episode new this episode cycle something like that uh we have a pot chaser account now so you can go leave us reviews there and we will uh really appreciate that so let's read a few of those thank you to limeade cryptid uh for giving us five stars on podchaser and saying fantastic podcast immersive universe really great people behind it uh we really appreciate that thank you to ray garden uh for saying it's a fantastic podcast filled with amazing people really appreciate that you guys are so sweet and thank you to quentin for saying an amazing podcast filled with wonderful people and a really interesting story. We love you guys so much. We really appreciate all the love you've been giving us. Uh, we definitely don't overlook it. So if you uh, feel so uh, inclined, go check us out on Podchaser. You can just search SCP Play and give us a nice review if you're feeling up to it. Lastly, as always, thank you to Michael Winton for providing the music for our podcasts. He is a super talented guy. Uh, his links, I think, are in our link tree on all of our socials and in our links and descriptions and on our hub and all that. So go check him out. But yeah, I'll let you return to the episode. Thank you, guys. Ben, can you read a bad situation for me? Ah, uh, okay, uh... yes. <laughs> Um, okay. Sharp. Cool. That is an eight. On a seven and nine. Hold one. You hang up the phone. In in what room of your home would this be? Um, probably just the main living area. Probably I, I imagine his house isn't that big, so like the uh there's no really separation between the, the kitchen and the living room where Miles is sleeping, so I imagine the the phone is in the kitchen. 
Miles is not sleeping in there. You do not see him. Uh, uh, <laughs> um, I run into the living room and I gave him like blankets and, and pillows and stuff. Did it look like he like crawled out? The blanket is no longer on him. It's thrown to the edge of the couch and there's just a imprint on the pillow slash pizza boxes. You may ask one question from your read a bad situation. Oh my god. Okay. Um Um What's the best way to protect the victims? The victims being Miles. So you hadn't started to clean up yet. One of the old pizza boxes had a slice still sitting in it nearby. Ugh, gross. You see a shoe print in that and a little bit of sauce leading toward the front door. You can see that it is cracked open. Okay. Um, I'm going to go to the front door and look outside the peephole or whatever window is in it. You see some very fresh, um, very distinct shoe prints from Miles. Um, well, what kind of shoes do you have then? Uh, I think they're just uh, like low-rise Converse. As okay. basic little kid shoes you can get. Cute. You see a very distinct uh, low-rise Converse print. And the fog that has begun to settle in has dampened the ground enough now to where you can very distinctly see the shoe prints of Miles. Okay. Um. They are heading back in the direction into the forest that you originally came from. Fuck. Um, I do have a, a cell phone, right? Did we determine whether I have a cell phone or not? I'm not going to use it to call anybody just for a flashlight. Um, I think that, yes. I'm going to okay. say that, yes, you have a cell phone, but it's, like, locked away normally. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah, I'll grab a, I'll grab a flashlight and then um, very, very, very cautiously open the front door and go outside okay um you can still see the footprints you don't see any animals that have come to come after you here miles miles i start walking in the direction of the footprints very slowly again okay um you don't hear a response from miles and you don't see him around. Mm. You do see very clear footprints. Mm. <laughs> I don't like this. Um. I, I will say the pacing of them looks very short spacing. Um, okay. Meaning that he's not moving quickly. He's not like in a sprint. Okay. Um... Cool. I will just kind of very quickly kind of speed walk, try to keep my sound minimal and follow the path. He can't like it's been like five minutes. There's no way if he's moving slowly, he can have gotten that far away. And just for some flavor, the way you knew that uh, he wasn't moving too quickly was because Ned described the features of footprints the the day before when you were tracking <laughs> okay miles there is no longer a held fail against you great i'm sure glad that i can't fail any harder than this <laughs> <laughs> cool so that leads me to believe just metagaming a little bit here that leads me to believe that miles just sleepwalks and he wasn't taken but you know i could be wrong um Man, the use magic do one thing that is beyond human limitations really is just a very wide umbrella. I don't um, know how that's supposed to be taken, but I kind of read that as like physical limitations, like lifting a truck or jumping oh, 30 feet kind of thing. That's a good way to read that. I, I, that, I don't think that's how it's always been read at any time that I've seen it used but I, I think that just gives it a little more context at least 
I don't know. Hmm. Kenneth, it's up to you if you want to use it that way or not. I don't care. Yeah. So I would describe it as something that could be either described as like superhuman, like he said, um, doing something like lifting something you shouldn't be able to, or literally doing something magical, like igniting something on fire without having some sort of like ignition source or whatever. Okay. I like li- literal magic and then also just superhuman type of thing. So are you trying to chase after him sneakily? Yes. Also, quick question. Did you answer my question about what's the best way to protect the victims? The footprints are your answer to it. Okay. Um, yeah. So to answer your question, yeah, I'm just trying to very like quietly and uh, trying not to draw too much attention to myself while following the footprints. Then I would say this is probably act under pressure unless you have a magical way of doing so. I Well, so what I was going to do, what I had in mind uh, was use magic to observe another place or time um, hmm. just to see what the deal is here. So like go back in time like five minutes when the footprints were being made. So I could see if he's alone, okay, if he's we, being taken by something, or travel, or just um, like looking back, because those are going to be two different risks. <laughs> it says it says observe, so I would think okay. like a portal would open, and I would be able to like look through it like a magnifying glass sort or of you deal, see like a fog of like impressions or whatever. Yeah, that's what that's how I was kind of interpreting that. So it wouldn't create a different timeline. It would just or let some, me see what happened. Some 8-bit silhouettes go walking around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. I will let you do this. I will tell you this is going to be significant. Like, this is going to have higher risk Yeah. than uh, just a regular sneak would. But I will leave this decision up to you. Okay, is... um. The regular sneak just acting under pressure? Uh, yes. Okay, I feel like I'm never very... <laughs> I'm never very lucky with my use magic rolls. I feel like 50% of the time they go wrong. Um, uh, I won't push you one way or the other. I have probably a more uh, creative idea for the magic one, but it's I have no preference either way. It's totally up to you. Okay, well, if you have a creative thing, then let's do use magic. Um, and I have a plus two on it anyway. So, okay. Ooh, fuck yeah, that's an 11. Okay. Uh, observe another place or time. Yes. Um, do you have a specific thing in, my, in mind for how this will look? Like uh, pixely water? As if you're looking in like a reflective pond sort of thing. Um, just kind of like a reflection mechanic. Sort of deal. Just like a wavy appearance. Mm-hmm. So you pause um, before charging off into the woods to try to be like, okay, okay, okay. Let's see what we can do before we run aimlessly into the woods. Yeah. You wave your hands in the air to try to conjure some sort of magic to observe what just occurred with Miles. Mm-hmm. Some of the mist that is gathered around you is collected up by a little 16-bit fairy that uh, has like a little net that it's catching bits of mist with, and it collects all of those bits up and throws them onto the ground, and it generates a small puddle. The little fairy that appeared um, slams into the pond, and it shimmers, and you begin to get a picture of Miles. With his eyes still closed, he sits up. You see on his forearm what looks like a rash or maybe the start of an infection of some sort is spreading across his arm. He begins to step forward to the door turns the knob, 
and while you're still on the phone, begins to head out into the woods. You see his exact trajectory, and you see that it is a perfectly straight line. You notice that the footprints that you are following are on that exact line. In this vision, you see that he is moving very, very slowly. Okay, I am just going to run in that direction. No longer being sneaky. Just going to run. Okay, I will not have you roll for that then. Okay. So, Miles, I want you to roll plus weird. Oh, boy. My forte. Kenneth is looking for me to really succeed. He said, I cleared that held failure, and I'm going to give him another one. (laughs) All right. Let's make it happen. Five plus two minus one is a six, baby. Ben, I will allow you to help out here via telepathy. Okay. If Um, you would like to. Sure. Uh, uh, roll. Do I roll help out or roll weird? So telepathy just allows you to make rolls. It's usually for investigate a mystery or read a bad situation. But I think for this, um, it it makes sense where you're literally like reaching out to Miles to try to help snap him out of whatever it is going on with him. Okay. So don't roll. Uh, so roll help out. Okay. That is a 10. Rolling good. So you bump Miles up to a 7. So I assume this uh, weird roll is not quite how the rules say, because my magic works imperfectly. I doubt. (laughs) Um, It's not you using magic. Right. Miles, you woke up today, and it was a bright and sunny day. Sure, sure. I remember that distinctly. Mm -hmm. Your mom, Dr. Miller, is in the kitchen making some amazing pancakes. Helps you remember that uh, you and Skylar still have to have that pancake showdown. True. Yeah, I've been looking forward to that. You quickly throw on your clothes and tie up your shoes and run down the stairs and Mr. Clark is uh, off in the corner sitting with Abel and they're both having some donuts and you think that's a little weird because I mean there's so many pancakes available why wouldn't they just take pancakes wait there's donuts too oh man this is a good morning you quickly eat whatever pancakes and donuts that you want and your mom gives you a little kiss on the forehead and pushes you out the door, and you're off. Uh, wait, where am I going? You got school today, honey. Oh, yeah, of course. I <laughs> I forgot, that's weird. Um, uh, yeah, uh, I'll see you after school. Um, uh, if there's any uh, donuts left, uh, just put, put, them, uh, put them in a Tupperware for me. I'll, I'll eat them as a snack when I get home. Oh, and don't take the shortcut through the woods. <laughs> I, I I never take the shortcut through the woods. Good. Just head straight there, and you're off. And I'm immediately thinking, what shortcut through the woods? Uh, in fact, I don't 100% know how I'm getting to school. Um, I guess I'm going to look around and glance at the woods. Do I see like a beaten path? You step out of your home, and you see that you're on um, a Pretty isolated street. It's in Piedmont, Missouri, so there's not a whole lot of other houses around, and you see that there's a little path that leads down the side of the road, and immediately across from the road is a decently well-worn path that leads straight through the woods. You see that uh, your school's, like, right in that direction. It's always such a hassle to have to take the long way going on the path next to the road. Yeah, I think... think Miles is still kind of in a in a fog. He thinks maybe he just hasn't quite woken up yet, but he's having a little trouble remembering where school is. Like it, it's weird that he doesn't remember it, but he just you know he's having a uh, having a moment and just can't quite place it. But he knows if he follows that path through the woods, that'll take him there. So 
I mean, his mom would rather he take the path through the woods and make it to school on time rather than wander around alone in Piedmont. So he thinks, well, this is this is an okay time to take the path through the woods. And I think he's going to kind of turn uh, turn a bit and head that direction. Good. You uh, head off into the woods. You start strolling along and you are heading in the direction of school and you keep walking and walking and um, school should have been here by now, probably. Did you take a turn that you shouldn't have? Um, no, it's straight ahead. You you got to keep yeah. walking straight, Miles. Yeah, it's. I mean, there aren't any turns in the woods. It should be a straight shot. Um, it's a straight shot. I think I'm going to be kind of, at this point, though, keep walking forward, but kind of looking around, like, trying to see, do I recognize any of this? Like, it sounds like, I, I mean, I know I've taken this path before, so I, I should recognize some of this. Uh, there's trees. Um, oh, yeah, that one has a mark on it. You've marked it before whenever you've taken this path. It's got a little bitty plus. Yeah, I mean, and I must be on the right path, I guess. So onward and upward, I guess. You marked it because you had some math homework that day. You remember that now. Yeah, uh, homework. <laughs> I, I sure hate doing homework. Um, yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, I, um, that makes sense. I, 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 that makes sense. Um, yeah, I just... You know, um, yeah, I, I would have marked it just like this. And I, I think I'm going to try to pick up a rock and uh, put a, like, minus sign next to it or something just as, like, a, like, to remind myself, like, this is right. This is what it felt like last time I did it. You place the rock on the tree and you mark it with a little minus. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that seems familiar. Okay, I yeah, I guess this is the right way. Then I, I just, I just, and school's got to be up here soon. And uh, I, I mean, I'm not late yet, so I, I should be, I should be all right. Yeah, just keep going straight. So yeah, I'm just gonna keep going uh, up the hill. You hear the voice of Ben in the back of your mind. Ben, what do you tell Miles? Miles, you're running away. Wait. Uh, wait. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. Miles? I'm going to look around and see, like, wait, where did that come from? You turn around and look back on the path that you came from. And you see a man sitting on a bench. Ben? Is that you? Did you forget me already, kid? Um, I, I don't, I don't think you're Ben. Who, who are you? 990. Thought you were supposed to be good at remembering these kinds of things. It's, wait, 990? Last time I saw you, it was a, it was a dream. Wait, does that mean I'm, yeah. is this a, and then Miles is going to pinch himself and screw his eyes shut real tight and try to like blink him open again. You're in the middle of the woods in a fog. Uh, oh, no. You feel a pain on your arm and you look down. You see that you have marked a minus onto your arm. Right where there used to be a bite. Oh, shit. And on that spot, you see that there is some sort of rash that has been forming there. Your arm is inflamed and in pain. Ah! Benji, are you out there? My my arm really hurts. Um, do, ben, do I you hear can him? Hear him yelling. Miles. B ben. Miles. Ben, I'm follow, follow my voice. Uh, okay, yeah, I'm gonna try to follow his voice. You're not too far off. You turn around and start running toward Ben, and you're able to get to him pretty quickly. Uh, Ben, I'm I'm sorry. I don't know what happened. I I was 
walking in the woods and it was bright out. Are you okay? Did you get hurt? Um, yeah. I, I mean, kind of. My, here, my arm we really go. hurts. We gotta, we gotta get out of here. We gotta go back. Glowing <sighs> eyes surround you at the edge of the fog in all directions. Um, uh, Ben, I'm, I'm really sorry. I. It's okay. It's not your fault. I don't know what to do. Um, can I use magic, Caper Kenneth? Go ahead. Okay. Um, I want to make some sort of shield, bar a place to a specific person or type of creature. So, yeah, I just want to make like a, a shield around us. Um, oh, fuck yeah, with the rolls today. That's a 12, baby! Oh, thank God! <laughs> <laughs> you immediately raise up a shield without even thinking what this kind of shield is going to look like. And you raise up your hand and a wall of ice forms around you. You're in something sort of like an igloo, but it just doesn't have an entrance. You hear scratching on the outside of the ice. You get ready for a cold night. Skylar, you stopped flying some time ago. You don't remember when you stopped, but you're now being carried. Your hand brushes across the wheat. No, something different. You're being brought somewhere through the field, not of wheat, but of something worse. You are brought to clearing. There are many animals surrounding this circle, staring centrally, staring toward a pedestal that has a book sitting upon it. It's a pulpit, and they're waiting for your sermon. Hey, Skylar. Snap out of it. All content relating to the SCP Foundation, including the SCP Foundation logo, is licensed under the Creative Commons Sharealike 3.0, and all concepts originate from the SCP Wiki and its authors. Please see scp-wiki.net for all the original content. For all SCPs used and referenced within our episodes, please see our page on the SCP Foundation Wiki. You can find us at scp-wiki.net slash scp-play-podcast-hub, which is also linked on our anchor page. Thank you to Michael Winton for all the music that we use in our show, and thank you for listening.